0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Anti-Up, presented by Fantasy Alarm right here on the Sawdust Podcast Network. I'm your host, Howard Bender. With me here, of course, is Adam Ronis. Adam, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of leaning on you today. Uh, I've kind of been a little distant for some personal reasons, and I'm going to need a little catch-up session here. So, you ready to fill me in on everything about sports?
1: I got you, man. I know you uh, had a (laughs) tough weekend, so... uh... I'm hoping you're okay, and I'll uh, help get you through it. I appreciate that. Thank you very
0: much. I, I'll get through it. Uh, you know, listen, this, this stuff—time uh, heals all wounds—is uh, what they say. But
1: that's what they say. It doesn't always happen, but hey, let's hope it does in this instance
0: um yeah well uh, please let's let's hope thanks <laughs> thanks for thanks for leaning on the positive side there definitely man that's what i'm here for um, oh wow, wow wow adam that glass is half empty look at that. <laughs> oh man well that's all right you guys haven't heard of the seen the absent-mindedness of howard bender uh in the <laughs> 10 minutes that Adam's been dealing with here. So uh, I appreciate you, uh, you you sticking through it here and helping me out, Adam. Uh, lots of lots of stuff going around on, on all the major sports here. Let's start with basketball. Um, I'm not even going to give you the option this time. I'm just going to say we're starting with hoops. Uh, because I'm kind of curious. You know, I listened to you on Alarm After Hours on SiriusXM with Justin Fensterman. You know, you talked about a lot of things. Uh, you know, hoops-wise, obviously being... Um, you know, a little bit sloppy in the beginning, but that was to be expected kind of looking at what the, uh, you know, that, that playoff situation might be like the East is the East kind of seems a little locked. I know we were kind of joking around about the wizards and, uh, making their comeback, but are there like seven behind the nets in the East? So I kind of feel like, like we should just be spending these games, watching the, uh, the Western conference and seeing what they're doing.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. The Wizards, you know, took a big hit today by losing to the Nets. So they're pretty much done at this point. Uh, In my eyes, they're seven behind the Nets and they have six games left. So losing to them was a big loss. So, yeah, a lot of the drama in the East is done. I mean, it's just really seeding at this point. Uh, And in the Western Conference, uh, it's getting interesting now because, Uh, The Spurs are two games behind the Grizzlies, a team that no one really gave a chance. No one really talked about because they seem to be heading toward a youth movement. Uh, They lost their best player, LaMarcus Aldridge, and it felt like, all right, they're going to give their young guys a chance to play. And they've won two of their games, including beating Memphis on Sunday. So they're two back. Now, Portland, to me, is uh, the most dangerous team. I've talked about Portland a lot. My one concern with them is, was the schedule it's very difficult uh they opened with a win against memphis a good win for them and then they had a really tough loss against boston on sunday now boston's one of the best teams in the eastern conference and the nba and they had they were down big they were down like 20 uh, and they came all the way back even took the lead they wound up losing by four so that's a tough loss for them so they're still two and a half back uh, but with yusuf nurkic back and zach collins and damian lillard and mccollum Uh, Even Carmelo Anthony hit some big shots over the weekend. You know, they're still a dangerous team. And the Pelicans, who are the darling, who TV certainly wanted on there because of Zion Williamson, they've fallen apart. And a lot of it has to do with Zion Williamson being limited uh, 14 and 15 minutes in the two games. It doesn't sound like it's going to change in the next game or so. And then you have to wonder if they lose another game or two and they're pretty much out of it. Did they just sit him and say, you know what? We cannot risk further injury. There's nothing to play for here. So uh, that's changed quickly for them. You know, They lost the first game, which was uh, one I thought they pretty much not had to win, but it was pretty important against the Jazz. And I knew they would lose to the Clippers, but they just weren't even in the game. So uh, it's just funny how all of a sudden uh, things have shifted. And Sacramento uh, has done nothing to uh, give them any momentum. So... Uh, It's just surprising that the Spurs are the team that's uh, now won uh, their first two games here. Uh, But Portland, again, one of the most dangerous teams if they can survive this tough schedule.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of, you know, I mean, I'm looking at this. I mean, it looks like, uh, you know, the way they have it kind of set up. I mean, if you had to pick one, if you had to pick one right now, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, I think you're leaning Portland just based on you know, just the, the, the sheer talent on them versus uh, versus the Grizzlies. But, I mean, the, 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 do the Grizzlies really need to go into the tank uh, in order to lose this one?
1: Well, uh, they should be in good shape for the eighth seed, and then it's a matter now with the playing game, they would have to lose twice to whatever team they play in order for them to not make it. So I still think they're in pretty good shape at this point. Uh but, you know, now they've, they've lost a couple games here to open uh, against two teams that are chasing them. So, uh, Portland, it's just a matter of can they survive the schedule. I mean, their next game now is against the Rockets. And, uh, you know, the Rockets had a great overtime win against Dallas uh, to open up. And uh, they're about to beat Milwaukee, who is the best team in the Eastern Conference, one of the best teams in the NBA. So, uh, Houston coming out strong. Uh, so that's not going to be an easy game for Portland. Now, that game, uh, I'm interested to see what the over-under on that is, uh, as Houston did beat the Bucks 120-116. to 116. So uh, Houston with a couple of impressive victories to open. And that over-under uh, against Portland, I think, is going to be pretty high. That's uh, August 4th, so that's Tuesday. So, and that game's on TNT. That's going to be a fun game. That's one I'm going to have to watch. I'm sure by the time the Mets are in the seventh inning of, the, of that uh, 9 o'clock, they'll probably be losing Uh, so I could just turn over to the Rockets players.
0: (laughs) We'll get to your Mets. There's a lot to talk about with your
1: Mets. Well, let's avoid that. We're running out of time.
0: Oh, look at the time. Oh, sorry. I got to be somewhere. Um, How's how's NBA DFS shaping up uh, so far? I mean, I know we're only a couple of games into it, uh, but I know that you've been uh, dealing with playbooks and stuff like that over at Fantasy Alarm. How's the DFS angle uh, looking as far as the NBA goes and – uh, what's your, uh, what's your lean betting wise now? Are you, uh, um, you know, are you, are you doing over unders? Are you just looking at winners and, and points and stuff? Um, what's your lean most so far?
1: Uh, betting has been a struggle so far, man. I guess just haven't had a good read on some of these teams. So, uh, hopefully another day or so I can get going, but, uh, it's been a struggle betting wise, uh, DFS. It's funny, man. It's, it's tough to play. A lot when, um, with these games being early. Uh, now if I'm on the playbook, obviously I'm more prepared to do it. Like, I think I threw in, what was it? Uh, Saturday. I just threw in one lineup, finished like 482nd out of 129,000. Uh, because I, I put in the playbook that day, TJ Warren was one of the best plays on the slate. He scored 53. And, uh, Embiid, I liked a lot. He scored 80 on FanDuel. So there were a couple of duds in there, but, you know, having Warren, uh, and I also went with a couple of the Raptors, too, who played great against the Lakers. So, uh, yeah, DFS, the, the the issue is some of these games have blown out. And we know that's a factor because then the guys that you want don't play uh, the right minutes that you need to get there. But we did see a ton of scoring on Friday. So the first day on Thursday, low scores and the over-unders in Vegas were reflected that way. And I think almost... I think every game went over on Friday, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, there were huge scores. I mean, you talk about the Nets. That game was 128-118. The Blazers beat the Grizzlies in overtime, 140-135. to Suns-Wizards was 125-112. Spurs beat the Kings 129-120. The Rockets-Mavericks went overtime, 153-149. The over hit, like, first basket of the fourth quarter. Now, depending on what you got, because that line shot up. I was following it. That overrunner kept going up and up. And I think it closed at 231, 232, or, or is it 237? Somewhere in the 230s. And they basically almost got there through three quarters. So if you had the over, you that was like no sweat at all. Uh, then Saturday, we saw uh, quite a few high scores. Pacers, Sixers was high. Uh, I think the Clippers, Pelicans just went on the under, depending on what you closed. The Thunder Jazz were a disaster. The Jazz were embarrassing. Uh, the Heat Nuggets went over pretty easily. And then the Lakers Raptors was under good defense on both sides. And then on Sunday, it was a, you know, a mixture of both, but more in the on the high scoring variety. I mean, the Magic scored 132. Celtics beat the Blazers 128-124. Uh, so it's just for DFS, obviously, you just don't want the blowouts. And also, we're trying to figure out some of these teams' rotations now, too. Uh, that's the other thing is. Uh, some of these teams uh, are are playing 10, 11 guys. Denver's one of those teams, so they're they're, they're going to be a tough team. We thought we had value on Saturday with Monte Morris and Porter, and they didn't really come through. And on Monday, it's a similar situation. Will Barton, Gary Harris already ruled out, and we don't know. Jamal Murray could be out too. Uh, but the coach has already come out and said, we're just trying to get to the playoffs healthy So that's the other factor is trying to figure out what the motivation is for some of these teams. Like I I was on the one thing I did get right was I had the Raptors getting three on Saturday because I felt like the Lakers, that game meant nothing for them. They came out open and beat the Clippers. And I think that was their big win. And I feel like they're just going to kind of coast. I I think they might come out on Monday and play well against the Jazz because that game against Toronto was uh, a little embarrassing for them. Not embarrassing, but you know, they, They didn't play well. Anthony Davis didn't have a big game, so I could see them bouncing back. Uh, But some of these teams really don't have much to play for. It is basically like the last week or two of the regular season where you're just playing it out down the stretch. The difference is here you're trying to get these guys in good condition and getting them used to playing 32 to 35 minutes again for the playoffs. At the same time, you don't want these guys to get hurt because – now you're seeing it in baseball, ton of injuries. I know different sport and pitchers, but you're seeing position guys get hurt. So that's the one thing I worry about here: is you know, did these guys get in enough time training? Are they pushing themselves? And we really haven't seen any injuries yet. Although we did see uh, Jonathan Isaac of Orlando go down, and he wasn't even supposed to. There was he, he was coming off an injury, and they were like, "Yeah, he's probably not going to play." He came back. I think played seven minutes in the first scrimmage. A lot of people got excited. And then uh, he played the first game a little bit, and then he came back and got hurt on a non-contact play today when he was planning for a shot. So he's going to remain in the Orlando bubble, but uh, he is uh, going for an MRI, and the team fears uh, that he has a torn ACL, which would just be absolutely brutal because he's a fun fantasy player and someone that I was definitely I was into this year in fantasy and I was looking forward for next year. So that's the one unfortunate Maybe they – I mean, I don't know. It's hein- Maybe they rushed him back. Who knows? But I think when you have that long layoff and then you're trying to come back, sometimes guys are not completely ready.
0: Yeah, I mean, it only, from what it kind of sounds like here right now, I mean, it's like they, playing DFS basketball for these games right now is like playing spring training, uh, you know, DFS for MLB. You know, it's like guys are going to get on their on their minute restrictions and there's really not a whole lot of, you know, drive and competitiveness to win the games. I think if a lot of. People no, were no, just no. Saying-
1: I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that at all, because like the the Celtics Blazers, they were playing to win. The Raptors Lakers were playing to win. So it's not every team. Like, again, the Spurs were a team who I thought like, well, you know, we're not going to make the playoffs. And they have, I think it was what, 19 straight years they've made the playoffs and it's in jeopardy. Um, because they lost their best player, Lamarcus Mark Soldiers, but they've come out one, two games in a row. So uh, I'm just saying, like, in, in terms of it's really just seeding. Uh, but it's not that teams aren't playing hard. Uh, I wouldn't say that. No, I'm I not saying
0: that Not that they're playing hard, but the rotation with, uh, with guys is a lot different now than it is um, when you're sitting there in the playoff games. Because, you know, obviously in the playoff games, you know, guys are going to run minutes like crazy. I don't think it's going to be. I think this is like this is their their warm up. It's like spring training, basically. Uh, get a couple of games, tune up, kind of get your bearing, and you know get your feet wet a little bit again. And then boom, then the playoffs start, uh, and then it just becomes to me it becomes a little bit more intense there. Like for for me, I, you know even despite how great our team is, uh, you know at NBA DFS, I'll wait to play once the playoffs start. Like I'll, I'll just kind of sit and I'll watch right now and I'll see. You know what happens before I start doing it. I'll play more MLB DFS for the time being right now, uh, and then wait. And then once NBA playoffs actually start, then I'll probably get a little bit more interested.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you need to do it. I mean, I'll be, I'll be playing. I mean, especially on days I'm on the playbook, if well, I'm going to put all that time. Yeah, <laughs> but there are other days though where it, you know it's going to be tougher uh, for me to do it. So. Uh, it'll be sporadic. I won't be playing every day. Uh, the one good thing is FanDuel has instituted late swap now because, like, you look at Monday's schedule. We got the first game at one thirty. We got one thirty four, four six thirty, eight, 4, 4, 6.30, 8, and 9. And, you know, at some point, there probably will be, like, a last-minute scratch where someone is out. I mean, we do have the Lakers-Jazz tomorrow. I would think Anthony Davis, LeBron should be good to go. Uh, you never know. They were— Uh, Anthony Davis had an eye injury right before the start. He's played in both games. He did not play well in the last game. Uh, Spurs, Sixers. uh, Again, the Spurs all of a sudden, you know, are mathematically alive here. Uh, And the Sixers are coming off an embarrassing, to me, performance against the Pacers. Pacers were without two starters. I thought the Sixers were supposed to be this new look team and changing Ben Simmons. And same old Sixers uh, losing. Uh, People were starting to... Pencil them in like, oh, they can make a run in the East. Well, I know it's one game, but, you know, if you're going to be the contender and you had this time off, you got to come out and stomp Indiana or win. And they didn't. So that was a letdown. And it's a huge game for the Pelicans tomorrow. If the Pelicans want any shot at making the postseason, they play the Grizzlies tomorrow, the team they're chasing. And I see they're an early four point favorite, which I'm a little surprised at. But uh that's a big game for the Pelicans. If they want any shot, they have to win. I think if they lose, uh, they could be done.
0: If they lose, they could be done. That's very interesting. And then afterwards, then you know, you got the San Antonio game against uh against the Sixers. And that's gonna be I mean, that's just gonna cramp. I mean yeah, up if that the Pelicans lose they're
1: five and a half if the Pelicans lose, they're five and a half back. Yeah. With two other teams in front of them. Like with with uh, five games to go for them. There's no way they're not coming back from that. It's a must-win game for them tomorrow. It's basically a, a playoff game, playing game. They lose, I, I think that's it. And then I think you could sit, see Zion sit, maybe not the next game, but the Final Four. Oh, but won't that be fun,
0: really, to watch the the, the most hyped player in the world, uh, this side of LeBron, get, uh, get sad. All right, well, so... There we go, quick little rundown of what's going on in the uh, in the wonderful world of the NBA. Are, are the DFS slates are they really just doing 6-day, six 6-game six all-day slates?
1: Um that's what I've seen for oh. the big tournaments. The one that so I did gross. on They probably have it split up too. They definitely have showdown slates. I, I just don't like doing the showdowns. The yeah, Rockets, man. Bucks would have been Pretty fun for a showdown, but Sunday is a fab day for baseball, which is a headache in itself. Let me see. They got <laughs> DraftKings has uh, they got a five game slate that starts at four. Is that what they did tomorrow? Wait a second. Yeah, it looks like five games at four. They must have one with all day, too, though. Maybe not.
0: Oh, I mean, why? I mean, Why bother? I mean, why bother having that first game in there? Turn that into a showdown slate. There's no need to go from four o'clock to to nine o'clock. I think if you have the five games there, I think that's more than enough. I mean, I think that's and especially if you're including late swap. If you're finally going back to late swap and you're allowed. Well, DraftKings has
1: always had it. FanDuel is right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, damn it. Yeah, it looks like on DraftKings the it's the five game slate starts at four. Hmm, interesting. Uh, maybe it's because
0: know. maybe it's because they've got you know, five games starting in four o'clock or later. You look at the schedule moving forward and you know, on Tuesday you've got two uh you know, you got a one thirty and a <coughs> excuse me and a two thirty before the four o'clock game there as well. So maybe that's kind of how they're uh they're doing it. Ugh. Ugh. um, Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: all right. I guess I think FanDuel's including it on the main slate.
0: Yay, FanDuel,
1: you come around. Yeah, they are. They are. They're including the 130 on the main slate. Oh, so.
0: Mazel Tov. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. Um, all right, let's switch it over. Let's talk a little baseball here. You brought it up. I'm, I'm only bringing it up because you brought it up. Uh, Fab betting. Yeah. Um, what an outright freaking nightmare disaster. I mean, how many how many leagues are you running right now?
1: Well, uh, with fab six, with six, yeah,
0: aye, aye, aye. Oh yeah my god.
1: at least they're spaced out, uh, as far as fab it's 8 PM, 10 PM midnight and then three at like 2 AM.
0: Yeah, I think I, uh, oh, geez, wait, 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 who's at 2 AM?
1: Well, CBS, it runs, it, oh, it officially runs, runs around 2 AM, but you know, you need to, you have to probably get it in by like 1 AM to make sure. Right, 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 right. Um,
0: yeah. All right. So six. So so, <laughs> what it look like for you today? I I'm
1: think... still not done. I'm gonna have to finish it up after this podcast here. Uh, it, it's it's insane, man. Because you know, there's so many closer situations we just don't know about right now. There could be two or three guys, and we're forced to guess because everyone needs saves. There's maybe one league where I actually don't need saves. And even in that league, it's like my closers are Kim, and I don't know if the Cardinals are going to play this week. That's another thing. Yeah, it's unlikely they're going to play. Uh, I think I have Neris, who hopefully the Phillies are back this week, uh, Melanson, who's the closer for now, Nick Birdie, who yeah, it's a Pirates, how many saves are going to get, and Seth Lugo, who's not even the closer, might get some saves. But like in that league, I feel like, why am I going to spend on some of these questionable closers? But there's other leagues where... Uh, Like labor. I have Roberto Osuna. He's on the injured list and Zach Britton, who could lose his job this week with Chapman coming back and Tony Watson, who I had drafted in labor, you know, didn't have fab in uh, the first uh, last week. So uh, I need to get a couple closers in that one. uh, And I'm going to just have to speculate and guess. And then it's the whole schedule, like who's playing, who's not, who's playing where. I mean, it's there's still a lot of confusion. So, yeah, it's it's wild right now. We knew it was going to be crazy in fantasy baseball, but it's even more nuts than we thought. I mean, how many zeros did you have in your lineup this week? I had a ton. I, had, I have a lot of Blue Jays. I have a lot of Phillies. Uh, I even have Marlins. Like, you know, we talk about the Marlins like they're not great. They have fantasy-relevant players. You know, I had Sandy Alcantara, Pablo Lopez, Brian Anderson. So, there are guys that I have on that team. Got nothing from them this week. So... It it's it's crazy. And anyway, look, we just hope that we finish the season. I think we'll all look back at it and say, at least we got baseball. I mean, it's been great. I've been watching baseball all day, although the baseball scheduling is so idiotic, man. Now, I'm an NBA guy, so it's kind of cool, but yesterday was Saturday. We had one game at one PM, everything else was seven PM. And what happened to the one PM game? It got rained out. Now, if you're only a baseball fan, that sucks. A lot of people are home and now you gotta wait till seven o'clock. I was able to, you know, watch some basketball, so I'm not complaining too much, but I don't know what they're doing in baseball. You know a lot of people are home. They're gonna watch. Why aren't we getting more afternoon games? Even Monday, 6 40 p.m. is the first game. Why? <laughs>
0: Dude, why has baseball done half the crap that they've done? I mean, let's face facts, man. This is this is, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that there's baseball to, to sit and watch and to like, just kind of, you know, mentally drift off while I'm just sitting there watching a baseball game has been, uh, has been nice, but I mean, yeah, this has been, I mean, this has been crazy. And let me ask you this, like, so Lorenzo Cain, he opts out. Okay. Um, we're hearing all of this stuff talking about the, the Marlins and what they did and, you know, some are going out or some say they were going out. I mean, there were there were a lot of things. I was talking to Craig Mish, um, who's, you know, dialed in completely to the Marlins. And I mean, it is just I mean, it's chaos down there. He's getting he's getting phone calls from all over the place saying this is what happened or this is what happened and that's what happened and this is what happened and There's a million stories coming through here. So Lorenzo Kane opts out. Um the stuff with Cespedus, I kinda feel like that might run a little deeper than just saying I'm out because of COVID. Um, well,
1: I guess you didn't hear the latest. Uh, there was an update on that. He was uh, upset with his the way his playing time was handled. He felt like the Mets were not playing him enough. because right, right. They were, right. Yeah,
0: they were holding him back to, to screw him on incentives in his contract.
1: Yeah, And he's played a lot. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know what the exact incentives are. I mean, he's striking out 44% of the time. Right. He looks terrible on breaking balls. He can't run. I mean, he played eight games. The Mets have played uh, ten, right, or eight? I forgot. Yeah, what are they? He, I, they lose got, so much. He, I, I lost track. He got win I mean, three. And th-
0: he got win that he wasn't in the lineup in on the line. Sunday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, you tell me. I mean, the are the Mets going to do that? I mean, I thought isn't he a He's a free agent at the end of the year too, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, because when I first saw that, you know, the whole back and forth, I was like, all right, so maybe maybe he comes out, you know, you know, looking okay, you know, showed a little power uh, and, you know, in his first, you know, return and everyone was all excited. Um, You opt out now you claim it's covid um, and at least now you've got more time to heal to try and sign a new deal with next year, but then why the hell would you want to try and see what the economy's like the year after a pandemic? Like, that made no sense to me either.
1: It's something... I, who knows? I don't, that's the thing. I don't think we're getting the real story here on what exactly went down. What do you and think it is? I I don't know. Speculate. I mean, it's the Mets, so they do stupid stuff. So <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So you know, putting out a message during the game. Like, yeah, we don't know where he is. He hasn't told us anything. And uh, I guess apparently he just packed up his stuff when he found out he wasn't in the lineup and just left.
0: Yeah, that's that's kind of what I heard also. <laughs> I, mean, um, I mean, it's what what does that tell you? I mean, is that is that a problem with the team? Is that a problem with the player? I don't know. What do you think?
1: Well, I mean, it's... Tough to have confidence in the Mets, with the way they've run things, I mean, it stems from ownership and obviously waiting for them to sell the damn team because it's a joke, uh, the way they've run things and they just don't spend the money. And, you know, every, I think a lot of people agree the Mets have a, a lot of talent in place, but it's the same old story. I mean, making the stupid trade uh, with Cano and Diaz for Kalenic, who's going to want to be a star now. Uh, and Edwin Diaz wow, Cano had
0: a hot game the other day. What are you talking about? Didn't he like a game winning single? He hit a home run.
1: Yeah, he's also <laughs> come up in some clutch situations and not come through. But either way, I mean, the guy is oh. pretty much near the end. Uh, and Diaz pitched in the seventh inning today. A lot of leadoff walk was able to get out of it. But I mean, you're not getting paid all that money and they trade for you to work the seventh inning. So. Uh, the bright side is after the Mets play the Braves on Monday, they only have three games left with the Braves. <laughs> and then where do they go? Uh, they go to Washington for two, and then they get the Marlins. So if they can't sweep the Marlins with that skeleton roster, then we might as well just give up hope.
0: Yeah, dude, that's uh, that's some, some crazy stuff there with, uh, with the Marlins. I mean, just kind of keeping track. So do you think we're going to see – more dominoes fall. I mean, let's face facts. You know, you, you look at Kane dropout. Cespedes will throw the, the the whole COVID thing in there. So it's still another opt-out. We're seeing a lot of stuff happen around the NFL uh, with players opting out. They even pushed the deadline back from uh, from Monday. They, they pushed it back even further uh, to give people a, a possibility. Like, I don't think you and I, have we talked? Yeah, we talked with the, the Damian Williams opt-out there. So we're starting to see more names. I guess it's kind of sad to say that the names with the most fantasy relevance are the bigger names that we're seeing opting out. And, uh, and I guess the question is, is, you know, baseball, I mean, they, they, they've said they're committed to, to finishing this season. They are committed. They're going to do it. 60 player roster, stuff like that. Um, But now I guess the question is, is what is, what is what we're seeing right now? How is this affecting football? And, does the season start on time? They've changed around the uh, the preseason already. Um, do they uh, do they delay it and try and tack some of these early games onto the tail end of the schedule? Um, you know, what's your what's your what's your COVID take here, Adam?
1: Uh, for football, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm starting to get concerned that there could be a delay to the season. They' gonna have to figure something out here. We're seeing more players opt out, and I think. For the NFL, there is more concern, especially with some of the bigger guys and, you know, the guys who are overweight and might have some conditions like high blood pressure. They're probably starting to really think about this. And, you know, a couple have mentioned they have issues in the family. So uh, it's tough. You have so many people in football in, in, on a team. Like, how do you socially distance yourself? So that's the biggest concern for me with the NFL. I mean, they have always seemed committed to. To getting it done and figuring out a way. I mean, they went through the draft and everything like no big deal. But preseason is canceled, training camp slowed down. I mean, the Bills rookie camp second day they had to send everyone home. So I, I do think there are concerns uh, for football for sure.
0: Well, that doesn't sound exciting, Adam. Come on, man. I mean, what do you
1: want? What do you want me to say? Oh, I want you to tell me. Yeah.
0: I want you to tell me that it's all lollipops, rainbows, and sunshine. I don't want to
1: lie to you, man.
0: <laughs> what are we going to do if there's no football this season, Adam?
1: Oh boy. <laughs> I I think there will be. I think they're going to find a way to make it happen. It might not be right away. Yeah,
0: yeah, the the, the possibility of it not being right away, kind of delaying the season, pushing out ah uh. I mean, I I don't really see why they would have too much of an issue extending beyond the normal schedule. Like, I'm sure football would play into March if they had to Um, in in order just to get that full season, right? I figured the owners would probably push for that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't uh, see why not. I mean, all these other uh, sports, I mean, look, the NHL in – nba are playing in the summer i mean who would have thought that but it's to crown a champion and get it in so if you have to push it back a month just to make sure that you get in a full season i don't see why not
0: all right well i'll tell you what let's let's kind of figure out what is adam ronis going to do in the month of december if there is no football would There'll you probably do be basketball would you do like uh well that's that's going to be done too. they they you know they they say they're going to start up on the 1st but who knows who knows i'm thinking more on the lines of uh of you reading like uh like christmas stories like doing like fireside chats uh on a regular basis can you read twas Not- the night, night before christmas can you do some voices for it also
1: yeah if i'm getting paid for it i'll do it
0: well, yeah, we're not firing you from Fantasy Alarm just because there's no football. We're going to be like, hey, Adam, got to get you doing something else. How about reading some stories to some children? I just saw sure, something. why not? I just saw something on, uh, I don't know, it was like Regis and Kelly or Kelly. and Oh, Regis passed. That's another sad one there, too. Um, there was like some kid who's like made a, a little mini uh, Zoom career uh, by reading children's books to kids. Very funny, very humorous. I think that uh I think that might suit you.
1: All right. Let me in contention. Uh, let me also, do I get to see their moms?
0: Of course. Well, I mean, that's just that's a must, right?
1: Okay, just checking. <laughs> <laughs> it's motivation.
0: Oh my god. So what what do we got coming up this week? What do we need to be paying attention to? Um, as we as we move forward here, let's uh, let's at least, you know, we've we've given the gloom and doom of, of possible no football. Uh, we've talked about what kind of a mess the Mets are. We've talked about baseball and all their concerns and the covid testing issues and some sloppy early play in basketball. But we're still very optimistic for the playoffs for DFS and gambling there. Give, give us something in the immediate that we can be looking forward to this week.
1: For which sport?
0: I don't know, man. Give me anything, Adam. My dog just died. I have been in a fit of depression for the last four and a half days. I have. Did been you watch the
1: Yankee game Sunday night? Doom and
0: gloom. Listen, Aaron Judge is a beast. He is amazing. I love it. Every home run that he hits, I want to touch myself inappropriately. But the bottom line is, is that it's not. I can't just rely on Aaron Judge. I need more
1: uh for this week i mean nothing stands out except we got a lot of baseball and basketball and hockey playoffs i mean what else do you need Mm. we got sports man two weeks ago we had nothing we had golf and nascar and mma which is fine but it doesn't do it like baseball nba and nhl hopefully the rangers can uh rebound after losing game one they play at noon on monday and uh Somebody told me, "Yeah, Edmonton's a lock to win in the first round." So what did I do? I put money on Edmonton, and what happened? They lose game 1, 6-4. So now I have to hope they win 3 out of 4. Who told you they were a lock? Well, not a lock. So basically DraftKings Sportsbook had a uh, promo that if you bet 50 bucks, at least 50 bucks on any first-round team in the NHL to win, you would get $5 per goal that they scored in the series.
0: Right. So right, I was right.
1: told, "Well, edmonton is a high scoring team they should win and they'll score a lot i'm like okay cool then i have to sit there and see that the blackhawks are up four to one after the first period like what the hell's going on like i know it's hockey and crazy things happen but damn so uh i need edmonton to turn it around they play all right they play 10 30 on monday night man so that's a game I need them to win. And uh the Rangers started at noon. Rangers dropped game one, three to two. So you're a Rangers fan, so you can watch some hockey at noon eastern, nine A.M. your time tomorrow if you're up.
0: There you go. Nine A.M. I'll start prepping for the Fantasy Alarm show. I will watch the Rangers play Carolina. I I listen, I hate Carolina. I absolutely hate Carolina. Me and Ani Sridar from uh Sirius XM uh, Svechnikov and, and uh Aho and that whole team there, we got turned on to betting the, uh, the, the the Hurricanes last year and then leaning on them in DFS, and literally every time we did, they shit the bet. Like, every time we played them, they were terrible. And then we wouldn't play them, and we'd be off them, and we'd be hearing about how great the team is and how unbelievable their scoring is and this and that. So I would very much love to see the Rangers uh, pummel the crap out of. Them. I mean, listen, the Edmonton Blackhawks series. I mean, so they lost the first one six four. I mean, what's a big deal? They could hey, they could t- just as easily turn around and beat the Blackhawks seven to two this next game.
1: Well, hopefully, hopefully they win the next three and score a ton of goals in the process, so I can pile up those uh, five dollar free bets. Uh, I did have the Yankees in a parlay. I did a two team parlay: Rockies money line and the Yankees money line. And I was like, man, of course, of all times when I actually need the Yankees to win, because I can't even say the words rude for them to win because it's just not in me. I was like, great, the Yankees are going to lose. But then I was like, wait, they're playing the Red Sox. They'll find a way to get this done. Uh, that bullpen and pitching staff's a mess, and it was a bullpen game. So uh, it was, at least I won some money in the process.
0: Yeah, you did. And the Rockies look good. Sensatello was actually a pretty nice, uh, nice little
1: outing for him. Um, yeah, Rockies are uh, playing pretty good sitting. now. I think they have four games at home against the Giants, so a lot of people looking to pick up Giants for uh, for the first four games of the week, and they've actually been playing well. Uh, they did lose on Sunday, but they're 5-5, five and five, and uh, they have some guys hitting. Uh, they just got Evan Longoria, Brandon Beltback, Donovan Solano, with someone I picked up at TGFBI.
0: Oh, nice. I uh, Was it Chadwick Trump, the catcher?
1: Yeah, homered.
0: I uh, I needed a uh, I needed a backstop in uh, in labor NL and there's nothing sitting there there's literally nothing sitting there so I ended up having to put some money on him although those results aren't out good thing nobody else is listening to this at the time we're recording uh, and I don't get douched. my TGBIF and F me and all the others oh uh, man nothing worse than when you're missing deadlines dude when you're when life gets in the way. And you start missing deadlines. I got my my bids in on on Tout Labor FSGA, uh serious dynasty league, combined fantasy baseball serious XM league. Uh and then I went and I looked and I missed deadlines on uh TGFBI and uh, and Barf. Not good, dude. Oh, barf a money league, isn't it? Nope. Oh, it's not? No. Really? Well, we were going... it's not
1: a money league?
0: No, we were going to, but, you know, it kind of got voted oh, down. Oh, by the... for
1: this year, you guys. Just... But is it usually a money league, like a full season of no, 162? It, it hasn't been, no. What? You guys all get together, do that draft, and not for money?
0: Sometimes it's just about the camaraderie and the bragging. Oh, right.
1: come on, man. Got... You got to have something on the line. That's some of my problems with these industry leagues, too. Listen, I like, I vo-
0: if- voted for it. I vote for putting money on it all the time. I got my DFS tout daily lineup in, uh, competing at that. I listen, I'll play for, for whatever you want to play for, but it's you know, if if the other guys are saying no, I mean, who am I to turn around and be like, well, what am I gonna drop
1: out of the league here? Man, that look the industry leagues, tout labor, I get it, I'll do it. But man, I'm just tired of doing when you're doing all this fab on a Sunday, I just the the less leagues with no money, the better for me. And I know everyone's different, but like it's I have enough leagues that are no money. I'm trying to cut them out, man. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of work that goes into that over six months. I know it's only two now, but it's just I don't know, just me. I'm well, just I'm trying ma- to cut those out.
0: The majority of my money leagues said fuck the season. I don't mean to I don't mean to use a bad language like that but Oh my god the I, of...
1: I got to go I can't hear it.
0: Uh, <laughs> Are your little baby ears all bothered now Adam do you need some some earmuffs? Uh, ear
1: mu- yeah next time just say earmuffs so I can Then you say, say anything. <laughs> Fuck
0: shit damn
1: <laughs> cock balls. Ass it's well, not a competition. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh No so for me this year as far as money leagues uh what do I have? Three. Uh, two of them we did in March. We just kept, you know, we didn't give back money. We just said we're going to roll with it. And then the other league was that GDD league, which Rick Wolf and Glenn Coltner are in it. Uh, Jennifer Piacente's in it. They just made the league fee cut in half, which I'm fine with. I mean, I really didn't even want to do the league. I didn't want to do any leagues after. Right, so...
0: So so why am I gonna why am I gonna be like oh uh, I don't care about money or whatever. My money leagues are my money leagues and I'm and I'm happy with no, that. No,
1: but I'm to- I'm I'm not even saying for this year. I'm saying that league in general. I see like you guys all get together.
0: Oh yeah. It's a bunch
1: of a lot of industry people. I don't understand why there's not money on it. <laughs> um like you have tout for no money, labor for no money, FSGA I guess you get is it some money in a ring like football?
0: um yeah fsga you get like a a, a little trophy and
1: uh well, yeah you know, and like a hundred bucks and like a biscuit and a ring or something okay Biscuit. it's not
0: a biscuit it's a lorna dune it's a very okay whatever it's a very TGFBI, good cookie no money
1: we have enough <laughs> industry leagues with no money if you're gonna get together in person and do something i say put money on the line but that's me i agree with you which is don't why you get tired of, don't you get tired of doing like all these leagues for no money I love fantasy baseball, all these fantasy sports. Don't get me wrong, but I put in a lot of work, man. I don't take days like my. I always, you know, I've always said this. My name's on it, man. I work hard for it. I don't know how these people like. Oh well, I forgot about it, and yeah, I was doing bad, so I have other leagues. Like, don't join that I've always said this for all these industry leagues. Just don't join if you're yeah. not gonna play it out. Like, I take pride that my name is on it. I don't want to see my name at the bottom of a league. You know, so I'm going to work hard throughout the season if I'm playing it out. And to me, there's enough industry leagues already that we don't have any money that I don't want to add more. If I'm going to play and invest the time and spend six months, I want some money on the line for it.
0: Listen, I hear you. I hear you. When we first started the league and Lor Michaels was, you know, around, he was a big proponent of the league. He didn't feel the need to, to put money in for it. And, you know, people voted against it because they, they just did whatever. And I've just, I've been in the league for, for five years. I do it because I love the bar owner. I, you know, Todd Osman from, uh, from the rec room, which is the bar that we do it in. He's the, he's the whole reason that we, uh, that we started doing this because he ended up, he was like, he was listening to, to Sirius XM. He was listening to uh, Justin Mason's podcast and, uh you know he knew nando and and uh, dalton del don so you know he he like got us all into you know doing this and for me it's just it's a great way to just kind of keep in touch with him that's really the only you know i mean i, I love the guys called, who are in it
1: but there's called email text messages phone if you want to keep in touch
0: yeah dude and and you you know <laughs> i'm not the most social person in the world anyway right it's like, you know, if Todd was going to bring his dog, then yes, then, then that'd be great. Then we could all socialize. No, I mean, I just, I, listen, I, it, it doesn't mean as much to me for, for that league, but I mean, I, I pared down. I was doing, at one point I was probably doing like 14, 15 different leagues and like three of them were money leagues and everything else was industry. And I was like, I cannot do this anymore. And I actually, I pared it down to tout labor FSGA. Um, you know, this year I just got snookered into that whole combined football and baseball one, but, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. It's not the end of the world. Oh, by the way, wait, wait, before we jump in here real quick, let me just pay a couple of bills. (laughs) Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. MonkeyKnifeFight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyKnifeFight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on MonkeyKnifeFight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love: baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and esports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks with a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. Big thanks to our friends over at Monkey Knife Fight. Uh, for uh, for sponsoring the show here, I don't want to uh, I don't want to leave them out. Um, but so all right, so so yeah, so you want to berate me for being in too many non money leagues?
1: I'm not berating you. You're for, berating uh, me. All right, if you want to take it that way, fine. I'm just saying I'm trying to myself eliminate those non money leagues yeah. because I mean yeah, it's great to win, but then all right, what everyone forgets. So and I'm just spending six months investing time, you know, Fensterman makes fun of me because he's like, oh, well, this was before the pandemic. What if I came to New York on a Sunday night? We watch basketball games with our fans. I'm like, nah, I can't do Sunday night. He's like, why? I'm like, it's fab. You know what I'm saying? Like I spend a lot of time on fab in all these leagues. So I'm investing time in it. I want some type of payoff. I mean, look, towel labor. I get it. It's prestigious. It's been around a long time. You get that opportunity to go in. You want to prove yourself uh, and show that you can win at the highest level in the industry. But, you know, I also, if I'm going to invest that time and we all think we're that good, put a little money on the line. I'm not saying it has to be a high stakes league, but put something on the table.
0: Knowledge is my reward, Adam. Knowledge is my reward. Great. 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 No, dude, listen, let's let's do a regular. I'd rather do a regular money league. And, you know, I mean, listen, see, that's the thing also is that, you know, I see all the industry leagues and, you know, no offense to some people in the industry, but there are some people who I want to play in a league with and there are some people who I don't want to play in a league with. Like, I'd like to build an industry league of people who I just want to, like, like who I would normally hang out with. I
1: may- okay, <laughs> that makes sense. I mean... Um, you know, I, we I love everybody,
0: we... but I mean, come on, you know, I want like people that I want to like, you know, I mean, I, you know, I just, it's, it's I feel like I'm going to insult people by saying this, but I mean, you know, it's like you, you look at some of the leagues that are out there, some of the industry leagues and, and literally I'm like, who the hell is this person?
1: I have no idea who this person oh, is. Oh, that's become a lot more often nowadays. I mean, obviously they've expanded I mean, look at the FSGA. We had, what, 75 leagues for football? So, yeah, there was a lot of people in there. No disrespect. Everyone, you know, I I was a nobody before I came up. You know, no one knew who I was. So everyone deserves a shot. But it has become a little saturated. It's like all these sites you never heard of and these people are like, wait, who are these guys? And then you see them in the league and they draft and then you see their teams like, Really? Like,
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm being honest, man. Right, right. And, and they're the first ones to also, they're the first ones to be like, oh, well, my team sucks in this league. And the next thing you know, they vanish off the face of the earth for like, you know, four weeks at the end.
1: Yeah, which is, that's one thing. That pisses me off more than anything, man. All the, don't make the excuse it's free. I mean, it happens a lot in the Series XM host leagues. It's just... I don't understand it. If you're not going to play it out and you're going to complain, oh, it's not for money and I got a lot of other leagues, don't join. It's simple. We'll find someone. There's always someone that wants to play in these leagues. I've had people come to me and say, hey, can you um, vouch for me to get in the tout? I really want to be in it. I'd rather have someone like that, someone that's hungry and is going to play it out, not someone who's going to give up and then make excuses. Well, I got busy. I had seven leagues and this was my worst one. I never am like that, man. I've had... 12, 13, 14 baseball leagues every year, I play it all to the end. Even if the team's not good, I'm going to play it to the end. I'm going to work the waiver wire, set my lineup. Because I think, number one, it says uh, says a lot about the person you are as far as work ethic. And also, it's a respect level to the rest of the league. Don't make it easy for anyone. Right. Be competitive to the end. And it's, it's embarrassing that we even have to talk about this and say it. But I see it across all levels. Of the leagues and that's my point is also going back to the money thing maybe people are different if money's on the line you know if there's nothing on the line except your reputation and name and some people don't even care about that they're like ah, oh, whatever people won't remember but is it different if someone has some money on the line do they play it differently probably right you know you don't want to throw your money down the drain so I don't know I just feel like it makes people more motivated, too, until the end. You know, if there's nothing on the line, even in tout, right, they take away fab. Does it really deter people? I don't know if it does. I still see people not really playing towards it. Ah, well, I'll lose 250 fab next year. No oh, big
0: no, you see, I, I, you know, and here's the funny thing is I actually, last year was like at the center of a big tout wars controversy because I was like, all right, so I, my team last year got decimated, with injuries, I mean, it was like start to finish from like Olsen and Clevenger and Judge, uh, just right from the onset, and then it just kept getting tenfold worse and worse as the season went on. But I was like, damn, I'm gonna be in trouble with like the innings minimum, and I'm gonna need to just kind of lump up some starters. And it's an AL-only league, so there's no uh, there's no starters out there to to pick from at all. So I'm like screwed trying to figure this out. So I end up, uh, you know, Doug Dennis. Uh, hits me up and he's like, hey, I can help you with your innings limit problem. And he's like, you know, and I need some, you know, hitters to get going. And so, you know, on the surface, the trade looked like crap and it looked like I was just giving him too much. But nobody was taking into account the fact every time somebody pissed and moaned about it, I was like, look at what my innings are. I'm trying to save myself from losing $500 of my fab." Uh, for next year because of all of this and then all of a sudden then people were like oh oh yeah oh, okay oh yeah oh that makes sense now uh but they like they started whining like a bunch of little bitches for like the longest time uh about it I lost a lot of respect for uh for some people who uh were pissing and moaning about that but I was like you know' we're, we're industry people and we're crying about a
1: deal like that
0: in a non-money league
1: yeah yeah that's that's how it is. For some people. It's disgusting. Well, then you could have a league with money and no trades. <laughs> and then you don't have to complain. I mean, I I do have, a, a, you know, I do a league. Uh, well, it's not really a New York league because we don't do it in person. It's online. But we pattern the rules after the NFBC. So, and it's a it's a decent buy-in. So, we don't have trades, you know, because you, you can't have collusion. There could be two friends in there. And you know how that goes. Uh, so, that's why the high-stakes leagues have no trades. I mean, is it take away from it a little bit? I mean, honestly, I don't even trade that much. Uh, I hardly, even in the leagues where I can trade, I, tra- it, making trades is time-consuming because if you really want to do it right, you really have to look at the other team. There's nothing more insulting when someone sends me a trade offer, and I can tell they didn't even bother to look at my roster. They're offering me, like, a first baseman, and I have three. And it's like, did you even look at my team? You want a pitcher for me for a first baseman? I got three first basemen. And two of them are great. Like, did you even look at my team to see what I need? Uh, So, yeah, trades can be complicated and they do take time if you want to get it done.
0: Dude, I hate people when they don't look at what I need in order to, like, end up making a deal with me or making, like, a crap offer. It's It's one of the
1: most insulting things.
0: It really is. It's like super fucking frustrating, man. It makes me insane. And, you know, we sit there and we give people advice all the time. And we're like, don't be like, you know, it's that whole like who wins the trade. I think whoever first asked who wins the trade, I think that's where the big problem is. It's like you both should win the trade. You should do something that helps them. And they in turn do something that helps your team worry about your team and just you know not worry about them. You're not giving them too much, or if you have just an extra a surplus of something, then you know yes, give it up and 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 whatever. So it, it doesn't look great for you on paper here, but if it, if you if you're designing your trades properly, it's going to help you in the standings in the long run. I think people are just way 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 too concerned with this whole I gotta win this trade.
1: Oh, it's a big problem because I'll get that on Twitter. Like, hey, I made this trade. Who won? And it's not about that. It's about is your team getting better? Because it it becomes more apparent later in the season. So say someone trades uh, for Malik Smith, gives up a power hitter. Yeah, we're going to look at that trade and go, wow, yeah, I'd rather have that power hitter, whoever it is, Fran Mil Reyes, say. Yeah, you want Fran Reyes. He's the better player. But the team where Frambo Reyes. What if they're first in home runs by RBIs by like 20? But in the stolen base category, they're middle of the pack. And if they can get a guy that steals consistently, they can gain four or five points because we know that's a tight category. Well, then that trade works for him. We'll all look at it. If we had no context, oh, I'd much rather have Fran Reyes. He's got power. All Malik Smith does is steal. He has no power. Well, for that team... Malik Smith could be the difference in winning a championship or even a closer. If you want to take a closer for a hitter and saves as a tight category and that team just needs one more closer to move up four or five points in the save category. And that could be the difference in a championship. So that's why you can't look at a trade isolated because it might look one-sided, but the other team that's getting the short end, according to the majority, is actually benefiting from their team, from their perspective. And that's all that matters. Make your team better. It doesn't matter how the trade looks. Amen, brother.
0: Amen. I can, uh... <laughs> I'm sure Fenste's pulled the verbal retweet line on you. Uh, yes, he has. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I could do the same. It's like, what else are you going to say to like, you know, it's like everything that you just said kind of sums it all up. And, uh, and, and look at that. So I'll tell you what, that's, that's going to do it for us here today. Um, you guys got a lot of extra bonus time. I was only going to talk sports with Adam real quick. And then all of a sudden the, the, the conversation turned, which is great because I, I do, I was actually talking to somebody, Adam. And I said, I said, our, our podcast, they're like, well, what what's it like? And I'm like, just imagine if, like, you picked up the phone and you were listening to, like, two of your friends, like, just talking sports. Kind and of life. what it comes sometimes. down to. Yeah. What did you just say? And, and,
1: and, and life sometimes. Like, we talk about some other situations as well we, at we times. Do.
0: We do. When we feel like getting personal. When Adam's dating life needs a little boost.
1: Oh, it's that dating life with all the sports back. Uh, these couple of girls have already said... One girl was like, I thought I lost you. I'm like, nah, I just been busy, man. Like, they don't believe you sometimes. They always think like you're doing something else. They don't understand. Sports is twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. It just No, it is. is right now. No joke. I mean, I'm gonna have to after we finish this, I have to finish Fab and then start on the NBA playbook for tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Well, and then do a sports betting article. So, you know what I'm saying? It it, it doesn't stop. So <laughs> Adam, I'm not Ronis, lying to Adam
0: Ronis Adam is only a chalk play for the internet. He's not a human contact chalk No, player. I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna find a way to squeeze in something this week. For real. I mean, obviously I have to work with someone else's schedule, but I'm gonna figure out a way to get this done because man. I have not slept much lately. I mean, it's re- I had to wake up early both days this week, and that never happens, man. I like to s- stay up late and sleep, and uh, had to get up early both days. So, it's, dude, you should have hit me dude. up,
0: man. It was like three, four o'clock in the morning, my time here on uh, was it? Yeah, Friday into Saturday, and I was like wide awake. I was like, all right, screw it. I'm just gonna end up having to do some work for uh, fantasy. I did like the pitching coach at like four a.m. I- for a night slate i was like oh jeez."
1: yeah man it's uh yeah the nba is made it uh with the with the early games every week uh you know we're we're used to you know doing t- first tip off 7 p.m you know what i'm saying so i got all afternoon to work on it now gotta do it early in the morning man so uh schedule has changed schedule has changed well if you
0: can get it to coincide with her three-hour window that she offers you power to you my brother
1: power exactly to you. <laughs> I'll, I'll take two hours at this point. point
0: <laughs> two hours my god i did hey honey you got two minutes for me here come
1: here <laughs> <laughs> nah man i i got some energy man i was told that oh
0: geez well god bless you man well maybe maybe this diet will help big bring that back bring back my 18 year old libido in any event. Yeah, this this now this conversation can really derail. So on yeah, that note. Yeah,
1: here we go. After dark. Just going
0: to say much love to everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks again to get the Monkey Knife Fight. Uh, Adam and I will be back tomorrow. So uh, you can probably bet your ass that this conversation will continue as such. So big thanks to Adam Ronis as always. I'm Howard Bender of the Fantasy Alarm. We'll catch you next time.